This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robinson Earl blocked by Champagny. Three on one for St. John's. Alexander to Champagny! Pretty play on the break. Timeout, Villanova. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. And by the way, BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking. Provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Don't forget that promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker are on Twitter at BetQL Daily, live on the radio.com app, the Bet1430 in Denver, the Bet93 1HD3 in Los Angeles. And we bring in Eli Herskovich, like we do every single day, to talk about tonight's card. But Eli, it's one of those uh, situations where we've got to review a little bit. We, we like to mostly preview because people are looking at their next bets, but it was such a big night in college basketball. We were supposed to have three top five teams going at it. The Michigan-Northwestern game was po- po- postponed, but don't worry, plenty of excitement because number three, Nova goes down. Number five, Houston goes down to East Carolina, a team not even in the top 100 in Ken Palm. Houston goes down right after our guy, Tom Casale, your co-host on BetQLU, puts a future on them. Yeah, not a great look for Tom, but (laughs) I still like Houston long-term. Bad timing timing for sure. You always say it, though. Like, you want to – I mean, I guess just in general, I know it might sound obvious to some people, but the best time for a future is is not before that sort of a matchup. And Houston had come off, like, I think it was four or five straight – wins by 20 plus or double digits at the least. So East Carolina has some pretty talented guys. Gardner are really good four in the, in the uh, American and uh, they upset them and Houston didn't defend well at all. They, they scored, but they didn't defend the, the most uh, interesting game to me last night was St. John's. And I will give myself credit on the show yesterday. I said, if Greg Williams plays for St. John's, I'm going to play it. I ended up betting it live at the pregame number because I just wanted to see how St. John's started off. And, Man, they shot the lights out uh, from three, 10 to 23, 43%. And they turned Villanova a, over a ton. Villanova averages about eight turnovers a game. St. John's turned them over 17 times. I, I don't know if St. John's has a letdown spot against Providence on Saturday. That's probably going to be at, at least a look for me. But Villanova had not faced a press like this all season. And St. John's ball pressure with one of the best freshmen in college basketball in Posh Alexander. I don't, I don't know if any... College basketball fr- uh, fans remember Shamari Pons going back to a couple of years ago, but Pasha Alexander is a much better league guard for this team, and he really uh, makes this with the rest of the St. John's offense a- ignite a little bit. So that kind of surprises me about St. John's and Nova, Eli. I got to ask you about that because I know some of the Nova kids. I saw Colin Gillespie play a, a number of times in high school. 
he's always in a nice job taking care of the ball. He's a senior. How did that happen? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen under Jay Wright. Like I mentioned, the eight turnovers a game, Gillespie had six. One of the most uncharacteristic games you'll see from Gillespie in this Villanova team overall. Obviously, some other upsets to get to last night, but this St. John's uh, defense just pressures the heck out of you from the top of the key, and they play like, I don't like Mike Anderson that much as a coach, so that doesn't make me super bullish on this team long-term. They might get into the tournament, but it's not like a, a team that I'm looking to buy for a future or anything like that, but they pressured, let's say, three quarters of the court last night, and it at least on the uh, occasions that they didn't turn over Villanova, they didn't allow them to get into their sets quick enough, and Villanova just looked erratic uh, all night. Uh, the BetQL app tweeted this out, so th this is certainly worth uh, bringing up. The upsets that we had last night, uh, Ross and Eli were on pit, and so I took them on the money line, and that hit at plus 158. You had South Carolina win uh plus 300 against number 22 florida georgetown plus 660 against creighton east carolina was plus 1400 against houston um uh, i'm a little surprised that the st john's money line was only plus 410 yeah they closed i think nine nine and a half when greg williams was um expected to play yeah i mean it's a little on the lower end but it's it's probably about right, and and that St. John's team was coming off four straight wins, I believe five out of their last six or six out of their last seven. So I I think the market was just expecting a letdown spot because who had they beaten during that span? But man, that defense is, is damn good. You allow around 50, 60 points to one of the best offenses in college basketball. I saw people tweeting earlier in the week that oh this is the right time to buy Villanova for a national title future. No, it's not. Like, what have we seen from Villanova? Who have they played since the COVID layoff? And and they showed their rust yesterday. Um, Eli, what do you think about my pit pick last night? Yeah, I didn't get to talk about it uh, in the opening segment. By the way, there was a an issue, a much bigger issue than just my mic not being uh, off. So it's not like I was being dumb or anything like that, even though I have sound, made dumb mistakes in the past. Sound like there were a lot of issues going on there. In the yeah, a lot of issues in the in the first segment. We figured it out. All good. <laughs> All uh, no worries. Uh, Ross, I'm impressed by your pick, Pitt. Uh, did you uh, uh, pit pick? There we go. Uh, say that three times. Um, but again, like how much research did you do going into oh that God. pick, like how much preparation did you have? Going did you into not? The pit, did pit? you not hear me? I told. I said earlier. I knew. I, I took a prop bet on Xavier Johnson to have over thirty points on which and book? He did you at did which book? Not. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> <so> <laughs> Xavier Johnson over <laughs> points or total points last night. Thank you, Ross. Dude, how about by, in all sincerity though? <laughs> I follow it closer than you think I do, Eli. Like, how about the fact that it's like his first time not starting? And he comes off and he, like he found out 10 minutes before the game, he wasn't going to start. And I know people that are like really into pit basketball. And they're like, if you would have told me that we would beat Virginia Tech because Xavier Johnson had 32 points, he had like 20 points, Joe, in the last three games combined. Wow. It's one of those, it's just one of those instances, Jeff Capel coached under coach K. I know you guys know, I hate Krzyzewski, but I, I think he's got a shot to be a really good coach. And, and I think he could rebuild this program at Pitt. And you send a message to a guy after Pitt gets blown up by 26 to a, a mediocre Notre Dame team. They lose three in a row uh, within that Notre Dame loss. So yeah, I mean, he sent him a message and uh, Johnson responded.
This is BetQL Daily with Eli Herskovich, our executive producer and resident college basketball expert. He co-hosts the BetQLU podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. Eli, what are we thinking about this evening with the uh, College Hoops card? All right, so before I'm going to set myself up for an audio clip, before I give up my pick for the Iowa-Ohio State game, for anybody that missed it last Friday, here's the last question and answer from the Fran McCaffrey press conference, the Iowa coach. And then on the free throws, uh, you got in the bonus with 10 minutes to go, and I don't think you shot another free throw after that. Uh, that That's really interesting, Chad. A great observation by you. You're a smart guy. What a piece of crap. Like the guy, the guy says you didn't make free throws down the stretch. You didn't get to the free throw line. And he says, great observation. You took a loss. You're making how much money a year? And you have to call out a reporter. It's his job. Like that's, that's a great question to ask. Uh, Iowa gets to the free throw line a lot, especially down the stretch in games where it's tight. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I, I took that very differently, Eli. Like I, I took what McCaffrey said as he was frustrated at the refs. And he a was little. glad. He was glad that that reporter said that because mm. he's like, "Yeah, you're right. We didn't get any foul shots after that." It's a great observation. I don't think he's calling out the um, the reporter. I think he's agreeing with the reporter and calling out the refs without actually calling out the refs. That's a good point. And he did make some remarks earlier in the press conference. Listen, I'm just trying to take a shot at Fran. Any chance I get. So, no, so it's, would it's, you like to walk it back, Eli? Would you like to uh, publicly apologize? <laughs> yeah, no, he's God. not being a jerk. He wasn't. He was trying to rub it in on the refs, not the reporter. He probably texted the reporter and said, Make sure you ask me about this. Yeah, okay. Actually, you know what, Jake? I was going to walk it back, and then Jake, our board op today, said he strongly disagrees. So now I'm, I'm back on the high horse. France sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's, over that's to tonight's easy. game. That's the analysis. Fran sucks. Fred McCaffrey sucks. But this is this is what happens when you have 24-year-olds that don't understand how the world works and yeah. don't understand. Jake's 23. I'm 26. So why don't you uh go away, Ross? Yeah, I averaged it. 24 and a half year olds that don't that realize you guys you. are you're so sensitive. Like you're how is so- that being sensitive. Because you're like, you're like, oh, he was being mean to the reporter. He wasn't being mean to the reporter. He said, that's a great observation. You're a smart guy. Like, think about it. We didn't get one foul shot the last 10 minutes after we were in the bonus. He wasn't calling out the reporter. Jake, go get, go, go give your fake ID, okay, and get a clue. That makes no sense because he's actually legal of legal age to drink, and he uh, is 23. Anyways, over to tonight's game. <laughs> With Ohio State and Iowa, um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm betting on the Hawkeyes. I am actually laying the five and a half points tonight. Yes, Fred McCaffrey, I'm, I have your back tonight. Uh, I, I'm going to lay it, and I think the market is a little down on Iowa. So I mentioned they lost to oh uh, they lost to Illinois last Friday. They were coming off the Indiana loss before that, so back to back losses, and then they beat Michigan State by a couple possessions when they were nine and a half point favorites. So the market is a little bit down on this team. I think the market is too high on Ohio state. Uh, they've, they've won six of their last seven games. And I don't, I mean, they have a couple impressive wins. Like you think about it, they have the top three point defense right now in the, in the big 10. But to me, that's just more of a product of the teams they played. And in those certain situations, Wisconsin shot 25% from three uh, against Ohio state at home a couple weeks ago. I don't think that was really a product of um, Ohio state doing anything um, that impressive defensively, more so just Wisconsin missing their fair share of threes when that's one of the best three-point shooting teams in college basketball. So 
Ohio State's three-point defense overall this season, just to make my point a little clearer, is bottom 130 in opponents' three-point scoring rate from beyond the arc. So a little bit of an anomaly in conference play. I think I was able to get their fair share of three-point looks, push the floor, and and Ohio State not great on the on the defensive glass. Iowa, a top 30 offensive rebounding rate in college basketball. So I think Luca Garza has his way to set up the perimeter game, and Iowa wins this game by double digits. Uh, the only game tonight with any top 25 teams playing. Anything else to uh, keep an eye on? Yeah, this, man, Ross, this is actually a great example of something Ross brought up yesterday, and I'm actually not knocking you here. It's Austin P uh, going up against, I believe it is, let me pull up the opponent really quick. They just played SIU Edwardsville, but Austin P was a five-point dog, so they were um, to Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky pulled off a miracle overtime win a couple nights ago. But Austin P opened at plus five, so Eastern Kentucky opened at minus five. That line down to Eastern Kentucky minus one and a half. So to Ross's point yesterday for mid-major games, you can bet it into it pretty quick, and the line will move. If it was, let's say, three still, I would bet Austin P. but at one and a half, I'm not touching it. All right, there's Eli Herskovich, our executive producer, at Eli Herskovich on Twitter. Subscribe to the BetQLU podcast.